Welcome back, people, to the Start Simple Podcast. I'm, I always shout when I start talking on the podcast. I always shout. I think it's just because I'm enthusiastic. Um, yeah, welcome back. We are in for another episode, which we're trialing something new. I don't know if you'll like this. I hope you do, because if you don't, that's a bit sad, isn't it? But over the next few weeks, as opposed to how these podcasts normally work, if you listen regularly, you know that I'll cover a few different topics, questions that have come up from clients during the week. But we're going to do a bit of a series over the coming weeks, maybe months, um, where as opposed to answering four or five different things and sort of giving a few minutes to each answer, we're going to hone in on one individual topic and talk through that in quite a bit of detail um, to try and give you a bit of a clearer understanding. Um, need a name for this series. All things, all things, everything about. I'm thinking of a name for the series. All things, well, today's scale weight, right? So it's all things scale weight. Maybe that's what the series is going to be called. Yeah, we've just decided. It's the all things series. Um, as so, I, like, listen, I always say to you anyway to give me feedback, and I love it when I hear from you who so listen to the podcast. But definitely now, do let me know um, if you enjoy these format. Sorry, I just moved my microphone. If you enjoy this format to the podcast, if you enjoy these type of episodes, because ultimately I want it to be as useful and as informative for you as possible so yeah if uh, if you do find it useful tag me on instagram send me a message let me know i love hearing from you if you want to find out more about working with me again just drop me a message there's always an offer on for people who join up off the back of listening to the podcast um because i really appreciate it so yeah right so as i've said we are going to talk today about scale weight we're going to talk about using the scales measuring things like weight loss fat loss and progress in general um because it's still, you know, I'm going to say some things that aren't going to be a shock to you today. I'm going to tell you that the scale weight isn't everything. I'm going to tell you that there's so many things that can impact scale weight and not to get caught up in numbers. You've been told that before, is my guess. You've heard those those things before. Yet still, I see and hear people worried about the weight and worrying about the scales and not sure what it really means. I think it's probably the most common method used to measure, certainly most common um, method used for measuring things like fat loss and weight loss. So we're going to go a bit of a deep dive into the scales. Um, we're going to talk about how I would use them when I do use them with clients, which I do. There's nothing wrong with using scales. Um, we're going to talk about how not to use them. We're going to talk about what things impact the scales, what we want to take away from it, how to understand what it's actually telling us, things that we don't really want to know from the scales and what when it doesn't matter as much. Uh, and then, really importantly, we're going to talk about weight maintenance at the end because I think weight maintenance is something that's massively, massively misunderstood and we're going to have some clarity on that today. So, okay, scales. Like I said, the scales are ultimately, they are the most common method uh, people use when measuring progress. You listen to this, you may still use them, you may have used them in the past, you may use them in the future. So I think it's really important that you have clarity with why you're using scale weight with why you're measuring scale weight and what's what we want to take away from it. So the first thing I should say, it's really clear, you under, really important you, you, you understand this and rem remember this. Your body is not just made up of body fat. So you've got to remember that when you step on to the scales, and we're going to talk about like timing and how to use them in a minute, but when you go on to use the scales, they're not just measuring your body fat. There is more to you than body fat. 
you have muscle, you have water, you have shit in your arse. Sorry, that's a bit rude, isn't it? But it's true. You've got food in your digestive system. There is things that are going to impact the scales that are not... Sorry, I've just... <laughs> you have shit in your arse. Who says that? That... You know, I, I am a professional, you know. I'm a nutritionist. You didn't get taught to say shit in your arse on the course. Anyway, your body's made up of many things. Oh, if you've listened to this podcast before, you're not going to be surprised by, by this. But anyway, my point being, you're made up of a lot more than just body fat. So it's important when using the scales that you know that because there are things that can impact the scale weight outside of fat loss and fat gain. If you're a female listening to this, the menstrual cycle every single month is going to impact what the scales tell us. Things like salt. Salt is going to cause raw retention. It's going to impact what the scales tell us. Carbohydrates. For every one gram of carbohydrates, and maybe that's a full episode, is that we'll talk all things carbs. Um, for every one gram of carbohydrates, your body go, holds on to three grams of water. So let's say, for instance, you have a large pizza. That could easily be 200 grams of carbohydrates. With that, then, is going to be an extra 600 grams of water weight held onto the scales the following day because of you consuming those carbohydrates. Does that mean body fat? No simply means that because of consuming those carbohydrates, you hold on to more water. I've just said something pretty rude, but ultimately, your digestive system, if you've not used the toilet, and again, if your toilet habits aren't regular, again, maybe we should do a full episode on fibre. This is why I like these, the idea of doing these like deep dive episodes uh, where we can talk about things in lots of detail. If your toilet habits are not regular, or if, just for whatever reason, maybe you've just not had a poo for a few days. The scales are going to be impacted by that because it has weight. You've got to remember, they're not called fat loss scales. They are weight. They are measuring your weight. All things that combine within your body to create weight, to create mass. So your digestive system is going to be impacted as well. If you've still got food, if you had... Uh, a larger meal last night, if you've got food still being digested that's going through your digestive system, again, it's going to be impacting scale weight. Really common one, alcohol. If you've ever had a night out, which I'm sure some of you listening will have done because, hey, we're not all angels. Um, you wake up the morning after a night out, what's one thing you notice? You've probably got a dry mouth. It's because alcohol can dehydrate us. So sometimes we can consume alcohol and the following day, your weight will have gone down. Do you think alcohol has caused fat loss to take place? I'm sorry, but that's not the case. It's dehydrated your body. So the scales are reflecting that. After dehydration, by the way, it's really common. So this is something that you'll see, and I'm going to talk about patterns in a little while. This is something that I can almost guarantee that you would see. Saturday, right? You have a big night out, you have a few drinks, more than a few drinks. Sunday morning, you wake up and your scale weight has dropped you feel dehydrated what's really common to see is your body ultimately doesn't like that your body doesn't want to be dehydrated so over the next couple of days it's going to hold on to as much water as it possibly can to help rehydrate yourself so monday tuesday you're likely to see an increase in the scale weight before it's starting to level itself out so alcohol will impact what the scales tell you exercise resistance training inflammation all of these things can impact what the scales tell us if you are resistant training, you're looking to build muscle, building muscle requires putting on weight. Now, muscle gain and fat loss work at different rates. 
you can lose fat at a quicker rate than you can build muscle. Muscle gain is an incredibly slow process. I'm sorry to be the guy to break it to. Um, but ultimately, muscle still bears weight. So when we are weighing ourselves, we are also taking into account muscle mass. The timings of your meals. If you are perhaps somebody who, like this is me, right? I will tend to not have the largest breakfast, not have the largest dinner. And then my tea in the evening is my biggest meal. It probably makes up most of my calorie intake because it's my favorite meal. So I'll tend to have maybe, well, I'll have eggs on toast for breakfast every single day. I'll have a protein shake and then I'll have something smaller. And then the evening, my, um, my evening meal tends to be the biggest meal of my day. So I know that if I've eaten a large meal late in the day, and if I'm to weigh myself the following morning, then that's going to reflect from meal times. Whereas if maybe it was the opposite way around, if I was had a larger breakfast and through the rest of the day, I ate a little bit less, um, then potentially weighing myself the next morning, that's going to be impacted. It's just having this awareness. Um, a lack of sleep and increased stress, ultimately, those two sort of combined, because an increase in cortisol, which is your stress hormone, can also cause water retention, which again, is going to impact scale weight. The reason I'm going through all these things, just to be so clear, your measuring of your body weight is not just measuring body fat. Now, having said that, I've clearly stated a lot of different things there that can impact the scale weight. So you could be now listening thinking, well, what on earth is the point? <laughs> Do you know what? To an extent, you may have a point, but there is a reason for using the scales. There's nothing, again, like I said, nothing wrong with it. I have clients who use scale weight. I use scale weight myself. It's not a negative thing to do. It's just about understanding then all the things that impact it, what we want to do and how we want to use it. So when it comes to actually, you made a decision, you say, yes, I'm going to weigh myself. These are the things that I will be doing. I will be weighing yourself more often than less often. I have clients, majority of my clients who use scale weight will weigh themselves daily. I have some who don't weigh daily for reasons Maybe they're away during the week or we'll take three or four readings a week or just ultimately they forget to do it one or two days. That's okay. Um, but we'll try and get a daily reading at the same time every day. Now, as a rule of thumb, I tell them all first thing in the morning, most people wake up in the morning and need the toilet. So first thing in the morning, you go to the toilet and then you weigh yourself. The reason being, I've just told you how many different things can impact scale weight. We want to get the most consistent time across the course of the day and that's going to be when you wake up before you eat any food. Um, and like I said, I would be using daily weight and taking an average. So let's say, for instance, you weigh Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday. You will take the average of those seven days to work out your weekly average weight. That is the best way to measure scale weight over time. Not random readings here and there. The same time daily as an average if you are going to use scale weight. However, if you're, I can't I swear, I cannot stress this to you now enough. If you are going to use the scales, nothing wrong with that. Cool, crack on. Do not use it as your only form of measuring your progress. Use pictures if you have physical goals. Use measurements. Use your own feelings, the way you feel on a day-to-day -day basis. Your training performance. Are you getting faster? Are you getting stronger? There are so many other ways that you need to look at and measure in. Am I making progress? than simply looking at the number on the floor because the scales alone are not going to tell you where you're at. So yes, use them. Again, take averages, but you make sure, I have a rule of three. So with my clients, I will have three ways of measuring progress. 
Now, one is always the fact that we check in weekly. I will ask them questions about how they're feeling, how training feels, um, and their general well-being. That is one way of I make sure everybody measures progress that way. I have to have an update from them each week. Those who use scale weight may also use measurements. They, they may also journal on feelings. They may also um, use pictures. But we have a rule of three. There's always at least three ways of measuring progress in place. Because if you, if you solely, and that doesn't just go for scale weight, by the way. You don't want to just solely rely on measurements. You don't want to just solely rely on pictures. You don't just solely want to rely on feelings. Although if there was one that I would go off, it would probably be feelings. Um, so if you are using the scales, use it alongside other things. Use it consistently and take averages over time. Most common mistake, I think, with using scale weight uh, is a weekly reading. I It just doesn't tell you anything. I, I, I will, I can't be more blunt. Think about how much I've just said impacts scale weight, right? Now, let's say you're a person who has a weigh day on a Monday morning. Your weekends probably look different every week, I would imagine. Like, yes, they're going to be a little bit less structured, maybe socialising. Um, but ultimately, your weekends will always look different. Do you genuinely think that one reading on one Monday to a reading on the next Monday is actually going to tell you anything. Maybe months apart it could. But on a weekly basis, a one-off reading tells you so little. I just wouldn't bother. I literally, if a client says to me they, they, they want to weigh once a week, I tell them not to. Because it just, it, it just isn't going to give us any useful information. If you weigh in one-off readings once a week, once every couple of weeks, I just don't even think it's worth using the scales. More often than not, that creates a negative relationship with them because you have less understanding. You can overreact because it may be that you weigh one week, you think you've had a really good week with your nutrition, you've been on point. The following Monday, the scales have gone up and you lose your head. You're like, oh my God, I've put two pounds on. This is the end of the world. Fuck this. That's what those random one-off readings with scale weight create. They create this negative relationship with the scales and then you, you think, oh, well, I was being good and it's not working, so what's the point? How often have you done that? Probably a lot. In fact, let me know. Tell me. Send me a message. In fact, I'll probably post this on Instagram. Tell me in the comments. Have you had that feeling? You probably have. What another really common thing is, right, is, and this is created more often than not by, I mean, by, what are they called? Weight watchers and all that jazz. I'm pretty sure this is how they work. They have a one-off reading, don't they? People would go to those places. I know this, by the way, because my clients told me. They would go. They would not eat all day. Go and weigh in to get a few brownie points and a clap from the room. And then after the weigh-in, go and smash a McDonald's in. If you're using scale weight, understand why you're using it. You're not You're not using it from a, for a round of applause from a load of women in a room. You're probably using it because you want to monitor your health, your fitness. So if you're using it, don't just use it because you want to change the number. Use it because you're trying to change something about yourself. So that's how to use it. It's how not to use it and the things that it's impacted by. So then we want to say, okay, well, what is it actually telling us? I've told you what it doesn't necessarily tell us. What does the scales tell us? Why would we use them? What's it going to tell us? Now, sometimes they don't actually tell us anything. 
So I've seen this with clients who I've worked with before. Not everybody, but I, I, I see it regularly. I have clients at this very moment, I'm thinking of three or four of them off the top of my head, where they're not seeing particularly great changes with the scales, yet they are seeing huge physical transformations. That is quite common, particularly in females. Not all females, so don't please, don't just take this as a blanket recommendation that if you are a female that they don't matter. But in some cases, I do see it more often than not for me when I see this happening. It's when somebody is newer, so maybe in the first 12 months of consistently resistance training, um, protein is usually pretty high and we see maybe no changes when it comes to scale weight, but you can quite physically with photographs, and this is why I say use other methods of progress, you can see quite big changes. So doesn't always tell us these things, but if you are, like I said, if you're using the scales regularly, if you're taking averages, it does tend to tell us about fat loss over time. Not in the short term. doesn't tell us on a day-to-day -day basis. You, you, you might have seen a spike here and there. That doesn't tell us about fat loss on a day-to-day -day basis. In fact, large spikes daily, like if you on a Tuesday weigh, I don't know, 70 kilos, and on a Wednesday you weigh 71, doesn't actually tell us that much. I wouldn't be threatened about that. What we want to look at is the long-term average. I'm talking four, five, six weeks. That will create a story for us. That will tell us what's happening. If your weight is maintaining over that sort of period, four to five to six weeks, most more often than not, that means you're at maintenance calories over that period. Again, like I said, for some people, it doesn't always happen that way. But more often than not, four to six weeks where your weight remains unchanged, you are over that period of time at maintenance. That doesn't mean that you're not spending some days in a deficit, but it means that some days you're clearly in a surplus and it's averaging over time. This is why I say take averages. It's never short term. I can't stress that enough. Literally, one trip to the toilet can completely change your scale weight. So we never want to use it to tell us anything short term. But what it can tell us is patterns. And this is something that I stress to my clients quite a lot because this is a really common pattern that I see. Monday through to Friday, the average is maybe slowly dropping. And then over the course of the weekend, you see this gigantic spike in your weight. And then back by Monday, Tuesday, it starts to drop down, weight starts to drop. Friday, Saturday, Sunday, huge spikes in weight, slowly dropping. And that causes maintenance over time, right? And if we see this pattern happen every time, and the reason I tell you it's weekends is because that is literally when I see the pattern. Well, clearly something is happening at the weekends where you are beginning to overconsume calories that is then taking four, five, six days to then get back down to the baseline. So it does tell us patterns. If you're seeing one day a week, so maybe it's every Friday, a really large spike in weight. Again, spikes short-term don't tell us necessarily a gain in fat, but it does tell us about a routine change and a habit change. And if it's causing this longer period of maintenance, we can say, okay, well, what's happening every Friday? And it might be for you, every single Friday, you're having Chinese and beers. Well, then we need to address that and say, okay, we need to look to reduce the beers. We need to look to change the Chinese order a little bit. We need to maybe look at the rest of your calories in the week to make up for this. So it can tell us patterns. And then, like I said, sometimes it won't tell us a single thing. Sometimes it will not tell us a single thing. The scales will remain unchanged, yet you will see complete changes regardless. Really common. What the scales don't tell us, I've already touched on this, but they don't tell us about muscle mass. So again, if you are somebody who's resistance trained, you've got to remember that if you're building muscle, that too bears weight. That sounded like I was going to go, this too shall pass. But no, that 
Well, I'd, I'd hope to be like about two bears' weight. Let me say that. Anyway, muscle mass does have weight. Um, again, the scales do not tell us about physical changes. They don't sh- like. They aren't taking photographs. They aren't measuring these things. You can get some. Uh, oh, in fact, I'm going to talk about them in a minute. The in-body scanners that some of the gyms have. Um, the scales can't tell you about your feelings. They can't tell you how you're feeling, how your energy levels are, what your fitness levels are like, your mood, your well-being. And one thing I would be really clear on now is if I've just talked about how to use the scales, I've just told us about what the scales tell us. But ultimately, you might listen to this podcast and still have quite a negative feeling around them. Then if that is the case, and I've said this to people that I work with before, if they still give you negative feelings, put them in the fucking bin. Sorry for swearing, but I really, really would. If the if, if stepping on scales is making you feel negative about yourself, despite, again, me explaining through this podcast and, and you're using them in line with the way that I've just explained, if you're still feeling a bit shit off the back of them, get rid of them. They're not serving any purpose to you. They're not making you feel any better. If you can use them, like, so for me... I use them because I need to, when it comes, if I was to compete in a jiu-jitsu competition, I would need to roughly monitor my weight. Now, I'm pretty much at the weight that I would be at, but I need to just keep a, a close eye on it, basically. There's actually a purpose behind it for me. Again, if you're measuring fat loss over time, there's purpose behind that. Like, it works. But if there's no, if they're not serving a purpose to you, get rid of them. Because um, they can't, they, they will never tell you how you're feeling. They will never tell you how you're performing. They won't tell you if you just got stronger in the gym. They won't tell you if you've just been running around the garden with your kids and you finally feel fit enough to do that. They won't tell you if you've been able to go on a big walk and not be out of breath. They can't tell you that. Um, and I just want to touch on those in-body scanners that you see in gyms um, because a lot of them will say that they tell you things like body fat percentages and muscle mass. They are all based on estimation equations, which means they're not accurate to put it in really simple context. So they have an equation that they'll try and base a rough guess on, but that equation can be 15, 20% out. If you've just trained in the gym, you're going to make it a bit more inaccurate. If the gym temperature is higher, you're going to make it more inaccurate. If you've drank a lot of water, if you're dehydrated, you're going to make it more inaccurate. There's so many different... um... Sorry, I don't know if you can hear this, but there is... I'm just going to tell you. There's There's a house being built next door to where I live, and where I record the podcast, and they are banging really loud. So I'm hoping it doesn't pick up on the microphone. Um, But these in-body scanners, they just are not as accurate as maybe they tell you they are. They certainly are very, when it comes to things like body fat percentages, I just wouldn't pay attention to them. Um, There are better ways of monitoring progress. Uh, if, If it is about body fat, pictures are by far the best way. And then just to finish off, I want to talk about maintenance because everyone says maintenance, weight maintenance. I want to be able to maintain the weight loss when it's gone. And I think this perception people have is, okay, I'm going to get to quote unquote my ideal weight and I'm going to just maintain, say, I don't know, let's say it's 70 kilos. I'm just going to maintain at my ideal weight. You will never be the same weight all year round. That's not what maintenance means, which you might be like, what are you on about, mate? Maintenance literally means staying the same. How can that be? When I look at maintenance, I would have a bit of a range. I would have a little bit of a range of your weight. There it can drop down a little bit, where it can go up a little bit. Because ultimately, life is going to dictate that. You're going to have busier periods. You're going to have quieter periods. You're going to have holidays. You're going to have periods where you've not got much on. You're going to have 
times where you're cooking all your meals, you're going to have times where maybe you're away and you've not got as much say in your food. You're going to have times where you can get to the gym more, get more steps in. You're going to have times where it's pissing it down and you can't go out for your steps. Your weight will not be the exact same number. Like it, for, for your weight to stay the exact same number every single day, you'd have to eat the same meals at the same time to the letter. And even so, probably wouldn't stay the same. So when it comes to maintaining weight, you've got to understand that maintenance means a bit of a range. It means you're going to stay in sort of one area because habits generally should maintain or should stay the same. So habits around protein and steps and vegetables and water and all the stuff that I've hang on about all the time should be pretty much the same all year round. But there's going to be things that come and go. So maintenance, it's really clear that you understand that weight maintenance does not mean and you should not have this expectation of yourself to remain at the exact same weight all year round because that's just not going to happen. So that is all things scale weight. If you found this useful, please let me know if you like this format, if you like me going in a bit more detail on one topic. Share the podcast, tell everyone you know. If you want support with your own fat loss journey, drop me a message and I will see you next week.